Hi, my name is Rhonda Crosser, and I am a proud member of Ministry Parish, and I am from Park Church in Iowa City, Iowa. Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. Here's your hosts, Elizabeth and Jeremy Lee. We've been talking all month about communication, and we're going to keep doing it today on the Ministry to Parents podcast. This is the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents. I'm Jeremy Lee. And I'm Elizabeth Lee. Thank you so much for joining in as we wrap up this series. This is episode eight, where we are talking about communication with students. We have four episodes that we've covered on this topic. We've talked about communication with parents. You know, it's kind of the natural bent being ministry to parents. It's how to talk to them. Then we covered leadership staff. Yeah. Which I think was probably one of my favorites. Yeah. What was your favorite? I mean, I loved volunteers. I loved the idea that we talked about when it comes to uh, making sure that we're communicating to them about how what they're doing is making a difference. That was cool. Yes. And today we have uh, another huge factor in our communication plan is the students and kids that we serve in our ministry. How do we communicate to them? Well, especially when you think, and it's two subjects here, right? Because we cover children and teenagers. And I think you communicate with both of those very differently, right? Mm -hmm. In my opinion, because you've got children, which if you're going to communicate with them, it's usually going to go through the parents, actually, for the most part, unless you've got older kids in your grade eight ministries at fourth and fifth grade, you can begin to really have relationship one-on-one talk with them when they're in the hallways at church or however you establish relationships with the kids in your children's ministry. But usually it's parents and families when you're children's minister, when you get to be a student minister in the youth ministry, even I think middle school and high school can be very different because middle schoolers communicate in a very different way than high schoolers do. And so your communication with students can be all across the board, especially if you're in a church where you are the children's minister and the youth minister and the worship leader and the pastor. So you're right. We're going to talk to a second grader and a seventh grader and a 12th grader in very different ways. You've got to be able to adapt and change the way you're communicating because it's not the same for all the age groups. Mm-hmm. And in the day of technology, don't you think that communication with students has changed in a whole, it's gone to a whole nother level in how you can communicate, especially with students, because they do DMs. And I heard something once that uh, they said uh, the generation, the people who live in their 40s, 30s and 40s, you're big on texting, right? In the 50s and 60s, you're big on phone calls. And then the generation before that, you're big on writing letters. But the teenagers in today, in 2020, you're basically, you're about the DMs. You know, I'll never forget when our son, who's currently 15, he was like, who texts anymore? I was like, a lot of people text. He was Mm -hmm. like, not us, we DM. Man, how did we outgrow (laughs) texts already? Right? (laughs) What's happening? It's crazy. I think... uh, Technology adds a whole nother layer in it from the church leader perspective. And this is why I'm excited we invited Tony Bianco into today. Because not only does Tony um, deal with, uh, he he works with middle schoolers and now high schoolers. So he's gotten a a nice uh, variety in the way he communicates. But he also, uh, his history is he worked in an Apple store and he's got a huge technology background. He's the author of the Family Technology Plan. He does our... Uh, Tony's tech tip segments here on this podcast and he writes all of our uh, tech blogs so Uh this is a 
so he knows yes he does this He's perspective and we talked to him a lot um in our segment with him about um how do you navigate when do, do you friend request kids do right? you talk to them in their direct message <laughs> uh, do you comment on their post do you like their post what is appropriate what is not appropriate what what is healthy and good and what could potentially get you in a whole lot of trouble without even meaning to mm-hmm. um there's a lot of pitfalls in the area of talking with kids through technology. Right. I will say that in the day of technology, to follow up with what you're saying, I think it makes student ministry a little more difficult because I think, you know, all joking aside, blowing off the leg, that's actually kind of a big deal. But I think that's where in children's ministry, there's still somewhat of a protection there because as a children's minister, you get a chance to interact with the mom and dad. You can text with them. You can um, email them. You can reach out to them. But there's still that connection with children that that's almost old school at this point because it's forced to be face to face. You're not okay, going to have. Yes, that's a good word. Yeah. Uh, you the only interaction you're going to have with a a child is face to face during your weekly event, mm-hmm. or through the parents outside. Or if you just so happen to run into the family, but but very much there's a filter of the parents outside mm-hmm. of the church. Mm-hmm. But what you're going to find with uh, the children's church leaders is they are amazing conversationalists <laughs> because they've learned the art of communication with a child. And if you can carry on a conversation with a child, you can carry on a conversation with anyone. Yeah, you're like a ninja. And uh, so they are amazing with that personal interaction. And so uh, from the children's ministry perspective, communication is all about uh, speaking in a way that opens a kid up and, and makes them uh, be willing to share what's inside. Mm-hmm. And, and it's beautiful. And it's usually natural and organic. And the people who are doing it, I love you children's workers mm-hmm. because God gave you a gift and you just kind of look at a kid and the kid starts telling everything. And, and I just love that about you. And I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but student ministers for sure, because we haven't even talked about how they talk over the gaming systems and they're communicating right. with phones and they're communicating in uh, social media. Uh, it's a whole nother world for the youth ministers. Right. It's literally like there's a Grand Canyon between mm-hmm. the two mm-hmm. uh, when you move. And and so I have empathy in particular because of the, the technology world and the way it's advancing so quickly for the student minister in particular, the youth minister, because and, and then I have a, even a, a deeper appreciation for that church leader who does both is the is the children's minister and the youth minister, and they're constantly switching hats back and forth. It's almost like a single parent where you have to be both the mom and the dad. And you got to be like, hey, I got to work with the kid. I got to know this is a third grader. And, it, you know, and then I got to work with a senior. And you got to know your audience really well. Okay, so let me ask you, I got a question for you. And this will be from the perspective of a dad. If an adult who is in a leadership position wants to connect with our son, we have a high schooler and a middle schooler, what would you feel would be appropriate in trying to reach out if they needed to connect with them? Well, I mean, we do. We do have adults that communicate to our mm-hmm. sons. And um, they, uh, for the most part, um, what they do it within um, with respect. But, I mean, this is where the slippery slope happens because they don't always come and ask our permission to communicate well, sure. with our kids. But um, we have made a choice as parents to monitor our kids' devices. So that means, uh, for the most part, we're going to see the messages that come through their phones. And there has been. I can remember one time specifically, 
where we shut down an adult that was communicating in a way that we weren't really happy about. So we went ahead and, and communicated to the adult that they needed right. to stop and that we <laughs> right, I forgot about actually that. we've done that twice now Yes, where we've said to the adult, Hey, we can see what you're writing to our kids and we don't, we'd like you to please stop. Yes. And then there are times where we've seen like there are a couple of uh, older adults, coaches, youth ministers or whoever they'll DM us, one of our kids and be like, Hey, checking in, saw you played a game, great game. And I think to myself, I'm so thankful for the, just that nice, Hey, uh, what do you, I mean, I don't know what you could call it. Just an encouragement, just a quick hit. And I really, that means a lot to me as a parent that they saw something in my kid and just wanted to say, great job. Yeah. I mean, it's this is why I've got so much empathy in this area for uh, church leaders in today's technological world because technology is a beautiful way to communicate with students. Right. It's also a place uh, that is full of uh, traps, and so mm-hmm. it, it's like walking through a, a, a landmine. A, a landmine field. Yes. You got to make sure you take. You got to get to the other side. It's worth the trip, but you got to make uh, careful steps without blowing your foot off. Uh huh. <laughs> And uh, so that's why, uh, again, Tony Bianco will be with us after the break. We're going to talk to him and he's going to share with us uh, his tips on how to communicate with students. I think you're going to enjoy it. We'll be right back after the break. Most of us know we should be ministering to the parents in our church. But many of us have no idea how to do it. When you become a member of Ministry to Parents, you'll be able to offer a steady stream of parent videos, family discipleship resources, parent events, games for families, and so much more. It's like the Netflix of parent ministry resources. You don't have to figure out your ministry to parents on your own. Let us be a part of your team by joining ministrytoparents.com today. To learn more and get a bunch of free resources, Go to ministrytoparents.com slash member. Welcome back to the M2P podcast. We are so excited to invite Tony Bianco into this conversation. He is the what do you call him? I guess the resident tech guy for M2P. He's the technology guru. Yes, we heart Tony. And he also is the student minister at Houston First. And he also wrote Family Technology Plan. And you can check that out on his website, familytechnologyplan.com. We've invited him to share a little bit about his thoughts on communication with students. And here's what he had to say. A lot of how you communicate to students really portrays your intent Uh for the, the conversation. And so, you know, if you're making a phone call, um, that may mean that that's maybe a little bit more of a serious kind of, Hey, we need to have a, you know, a talk. I need you to be able to hear and understand all the different things of, of, of this discussion and dialogue. Whereas if I'm sending texts or commenting on social media, those could mean different things. And so the type of communication matters, uh, because it portrays the message one way or another. Um, and so being conscious of that, um, text messaging parents for the certain parents, that's fantastic. Uh, you know, but other parents wouldn't receive that well. And so the same happens with students is, you know, if you're, if we're going to have a serious dialogue, we probably don't want to do that in a comment section on social media. Um, and so being aware of how and where and what we're using to communicate is extremely important. 
I think that advice was incredible when he says that your intention dictates how you connect to the student. Mm, you got to eat. There's a strategy behind it. Yes. Because I think if you know, and there's twofold purpose to that, because one, you have to think one, you got to just uh, think through what you're going to say, which means you're just not spouting out with, you know, whether it be your, with your thumbs or whether it be on the phone or, through you know, typing, you got to actually think through what you're going to say. And then you're actually intentional in how you connect with the student. So there's a twofold purpose there. I thought that was really good. And you don't just use the type of tech communication that's comfortable to you yes. you think about what is appropriate to the situation like if i if i'm an old old person who still texts like we're talking <laughs> about uh just because i love the text doesn't mean maybe sometimes it's more appropriate to use a phone call maybe sometimes it's more appropriate to uh hit them up on social media uh depending upon what i'm trying to accomplish the form of communication matters and it, we should be willing to move from one to the other be flexible in, in yes. how you communicate. The next clip is him. He keeps going a little bit more on the conversation. Check it out. One of the things that I try to do in my ministry is anytime either a student, uh, a, a staff member or a student leader is reaching out or wanting to communicate to uh, a student is, is that they need to first communicate to the parent and, and almost ask permission mm -hmm. and say, this mm -hmm. is who I am. This is, you know, why I'm connected to your students, you know, as you, you said earlier, a coach, you would know them from an athletic event. Some parents don't quite really have a relationship with a small group leader mm -hmm. of their student, depending on the size of their church or just mm -hmm. the way that the structure is and things. And so I encourage my leaders and anybody that's reaching out to, to students directly. I'm like, look, you have to communicate first to the parents, let that's them good. know who you are, introduce yourself in that way. And this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. But one of the things I really love is he said, uh, if you don't, small group leaders and people from the ministry and maybe even the minister, if they don't have a relationship with the parents, they should start with parents. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, our te teachers, trainers and coaches, we know them, they know us. And so they skip us and go straight to our boys. We can accept that to a certain extent because there's already been an established relationship. But Tony has kind of set in stone with him and his volunteers that, hey, if you don't have that established, and really just to be safe, let's just in general, if we're going to communicate with the kids, let's do a step one ahead of that and tell the parents and invite and introduce ourselves to the parents and say, I am this person. Mm -hmm. I'm connected to your student through church. Mm -hmm. And I, if it, with your permission, I'd like to be able to kind of connect with them and talk to them. Is that okay? That always earns the trust of the parents. And I think when you earn the trust of the parents, it makes such a headway for you to establish relationship, like real authentic relationship with the student. I remember early in my 20s when I was a girls minister and working, trying to establish relationship. And we didn't have kids. We were married and we were in grad school at seminary. And we had just a lot of time and we would go to kids ball games. And I remember uh, at that point, because not all kids' parents go to church either. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like you can see some of these parents in the hallways. And so we because we also didn't have our own kids at the time. So we had a, a more free time on our hands. We would go to kids ball games or concerts or, you know, what to try and connect to the parents and say, hey, I'm so and so and I'm with so and so church and your kid is in my small group. And I've just enjoyed getting to know her and I wanted to get to know you and I want to introduce myself. And here's my phone number and, you know, just kind of make that connection and you could see it was like, okay, 
a little like, who are you? Let me check you out for a second and then begin to establish that relationship to earn trust. And you might, so I can just imagine somebody listening to this going, oh my goodness, that is so extra, like our kids say, <laughs> that you, you're sitting here saying I have to like talk to their parents before I can talk to them. Do you realize how many kids I work with, how many teenagers, There's that would be impossible. Are you asking me to make sure my volunteers do all this? So this is just uh, after walking down the road for a little bit and making some mistakes in these areas, just trying to say that... Uh, sure. Is it possible for you to communicate with kids apart from getting parents permission and all that? Yeah, of course. But if you skip that step, um, you can find yourself in a whole heap of trouble unnecessarily. And plus, when you do, when you don't skip the step, when you do uh, initiate and make that request to parents, guess what happens? You start a relationship with the parents. Yes. Um, and just by that request for permission, you're showing respect you're earning trust, and you're opening a line of communication with parents and student. And that always gives the whole picture. When uh, when you're just hearing what the students have to say, you're not getting the whole picture of what's going on in the student's life. You're just not because those parents have that picture as well. And in, in particular with families who, who don't go to church but are in the community, so many of them, especially we're talking, I'm thinking uh, high school for sure, when those kids are kind of like, you know what, I want to be on my own, and they're beginning to, to take those steps of independence. I believe parents, as I've noticed too, with my son, some of my son's friends' parents, they're kind of like, hey, we want the village. It takes a village. We want a village. And so they want other people speaking into their lives because right now their son or their daughter doesn't want to have anything to do with what they're saying. So it's a it's a beautiful chance to step in and earn trust. And, and it may be a little extra, but it's it's kind. It's kind to the parent to say, hey, I'm associated with so-and-so. I sit with your kid at lunch every now and then. I just want to say, hey, and I think your son's amazing, or I think your daughter's amazing, and you, you guys are doing a great job. And that, that little piece goes a really long way. And like you said, you can't do it all, but you can train your volunteers to do that. Yeah, you know? and if you're one of those that are just like, y'all are just crazy. I just can't do this. I, I just ask this one thing. Prove us wrong. Go out and try it. Go out and try it and see. Because I've happened to believe that if you do, it's, you're going to realize this is an awesome thing. Uh, so I'm, I'd be happy to uh, invite invite that, please. Uh, let's check out the next clip. Right. And so the, the same the same rule essentially applies. You know, I, I've got a handful of direct messages students have sent to me, but my replies have been in a group direct direct message, essentially. And so, again, it does take a little bit more time, but um, adding some of those so safety precautions uh, you know, for the leaders to, you know, to be able to say, look, I'm not texting your student solo. If somebody is texting your student solo, it is somebody that is a peer of theirs or is under 18. Um, and then when it comes to social media, anything that's public, we, we encourage our leaders to, you know, like a photo, mm -hmm, you know, depending right. on what that photo is, sure. uh, comment on a photo, um, but no direct messaging, um, no direct snaps, you know, things right. like that. Right. Um, just because it, you know, it, the world is what it is, unfortunately. And one accusation goes one way and there it is. And so um, we just try to protect our leaders and our staff as best we can around that without completely just forgetting to communicate <laughs> to students. You can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. 
That's that's the struggle, and I know we're leaning more towards the the youth ministry on this uh, and talk because it's it the technology piece just kind of. We need guidance here. Yeah, we yeah, need help. we do. We're kind of you know we're the digital immigrants, and we're we're working with digital natives, and so how do we communicate with them? <laughs> yeah, and this is just priceless wisdom that um that Tony's offering here. Mm-hmm sliding into the dms uh, can get you into some trouble so if a student dms you dm back with another uh, uh, minister or another volunteer or another person in the the, dming back with someone on the in the reply and if you're going to ever connect with them via social media just adding someone else to the message um that that just kind of squashes it and, and it protects both parties right. i've always believed this in communication with students and in and in the way we run our ministries we should operate in such a way where, where we could stand in court mm-hmm. and say what we've done and how we've chosen to decide and that we thought with due diligence we had uh, a plan we had a process and a system that was meant for the good of our kids and that was the safest possible option and I really love that he gave a practical solution, which is he said, mm-hmm. hey, like the, he's telling his volunteers, like their post, comment on their post, because all of that is public. It's really about, you know, you can support students publicly. Mm-hmm. It's when you choose to go private that you're starting to get in dicey water. Exactly. And so try and keep it as public as you can, your support and encouragement because at the end of the day, that's what you're trying to do. Because you can't bail on technology. Correct. You know, there might be a, there's a certain personality that would be like, you know, it'd just be better if we didn't have to deal with this part. Can I just talk to him face <laughs> right. to face like the children's ministry folks, exactly. you know, and that's all we do. Yeah. But you can't bail on it. So when we were interviewing Tony, one of the directions that it took was how you talk with a teenager or how you talk with children. And I thought he had some really good advice on Uh, the words that you use when you communicate with students. I think that's the, the the one thing that leaders need to remember is to be the leader. Um, And, you know, if, if you end up communicating and and talking, you know, even in the same slang or language that the, that your students are in, they're not going to see you as, um, you know, a, a source of, of, older wisdom of someone who's lived a little bit longer, you know, and so you're, you're going to end up becoming more mm-hmm. friend than mentor and both are important. But, um, you know, as a small group leader, you want that student to come to you when they've got a struggle and they, they come and they say, you know what, I talked to my friend about this, but you know, what do you think? What, what does this look like? Um, how does this, this work in your world? And, you know, being able to, to stand apart from their peers um, and, you know, the language we use and how we communicate to them uh, is a way, you know, it's, it's kind of a passive way um, that a student may look at us as a leader and go, yeah, you know what, they're, I don't think they're going to have a lot of insight on this. You know, they're, they're hanging out and talking, you know, the way I am or they're mm-hmm. doing the same thing I am, you know, and so I think it's just a little bit different that way. I love the thought, be the leader. Yes, uh, so good. I have been around a good number of church leaders and there was a season when it was me <laughs> who thought the way that you connect to teenagers is, is by talking like teenagers cap yo <laughs> bet, <laughs> bet. Uh, facts <laughs> we 
and I do, I do this today, uh, and Elizabeth does too. We love to taunt our teenagers. We we hear their uh, whatever slang they're using, and we love to say it just to annoy them because the moment we say it, it stops being cool. Facts. Uh, <laughs> and so, are you having fun with that over there? I am because it's so absurd. <laughs> Uh, but I think uh, great wisdom from Tony. We don't have to uh, talk like them to talk to them. And actually what happens is on the other side of things is when we're not saying it the way they say it, they begin to believe that we have a wisdom to offer mm -hmm. that they may not have yet. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I love how you said, hey, in the way you say what you're saying, it really communicates that message of, mentor versus peer or someone with wisdom versus a friend you know and I'll never forget Campbell our older son um, was was at an event and he was working and he was around um, some youth workers and, and at one point he he came home and he just said it's so interesting this one in particular it's like he wants to be our buddies. He wants to hang out with us and be a part of our pack. And even at 15, he recognized that this leader wasn't leading. He was just trying to be their friend. And it was it was a way for him. He was trying to really process what we're talking about. He noticed it without really understanding, you know, what was happening in the moment. Mm. So I hope this has been and in in at least a thought-provoking discussion on communication with students. I hope there's some kind of nugget or tidbit you were able to pull from it. So grateful to Tony Bianco. Thank yes. you, Tony, for all that you do for M2P, for the blogs that you've written, for the T3 segments you've done in our previous podcast. If you haven't heard that, we invite you to go back and check those out. Uh, but then for your family technology plan, for the work you do in your church, just an and he's an amazing father and husband his kids are so cute just i love tony bianco thank you sir for your time that you gave us today yes and and just want to say to the children's ministers we know that we covered mostly students today but we are cheering for you and also you kind of get to to walk away to take on okay there is one part of my gig that actually is a gift <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah there i don't have go. to mess with technology as much <laughs> So thanks again to Tony, and uh, we're going to head into break. After the break, we'll be back with a little bit of more game show fun. It's a pretty good one, and uh, we'll talk to you right after the break. What if you could create a parent ministry website in 30 seconds? That would be magic, right? That's why Ministry to Parents members love our magic button. Once you push the magic button, it creates a parent ministry website in only 30 seconds. The magic button is available for members of ministrytoparents.com. To become a member today, you can go to ministrytoparents.com slash member. Hey, everybody, we're in the third segment of the show, which is that segment that, like, it's just so much fun. You know it. You love it. It's <laughs> fun 
time. <laughs> Sorry, I, had to, I thought I had something there. It didn't, didn't happen. Work I'm on Adam, it. by the way. Well, this is your first episode. This is Adam. He is our M2P fun guy. This guy right here is uh, he works with the Dadliness podcast, and he is part of our team as the M2P fun guy. I call That's you right. part of the team, whether you like it or not. You're part uh, I'll of take the it. team. I'll take it. I like it team sports and we are here with one of our m2p members that i can't wait to introduce to you and she'll be in here in just a second but we're here today to play a game that we like to call parent call call oh i like the echo at the end that's great artistry right there that was good i even like how you guys couldn't see it but i have my hands around my mouth like giving it more of the uh, you committed megaphone you style. committed, and that's yes, so. Style parent calls it. is the name of the game, and it's a bit like catchphrase, where uh, Adam here is going to take on a parent personality. This is actually from one of the resources in our ministry toolbox that we that's offer right. to members. And uh, there's a bunch of different parent personalities in this volunteer training thing we do. And so he's going to grab one of those personalities. He's going to become that parent. He's going to call our M2P member, and he's going to mess with them as much as he possibly can. That's right. But I'm telling you, I've already talked to our member. She she is not going to be easy to you, you're not going to get her. Well, She's very cool, calm, and collected. Don't I'm worry. Currently batting a thousand at this game. So <laughs> So anyway. So he's gonna try to mess with her as much as he can, but he's also going to try to describe one specific thing and he can't say exactly what he is what it is. All he can do is describe it. And our member will Try to guess it at the end of the game. If she gets it right, she gets a three-pound gummy bear sent to yes. her church. If she gets it wrong, she gets a can of unicorn meat the tasty sent treat. to her church. It's all on the line. Either anyway, way, you're a winner. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show M2P member and star of our hearts, Miss <laughs> Allie Freeman. Star welcome. of our hearts, Allie. Yay! Champion of life, <laughs> Miss right. Allie Freeman. Allie, you said you just finished a small event for kids. And you still yeah. answered the phone to play this game. Way to go. What was I thinking? <laughs> what would, exactly. I'm what, excited. Really what, you, what you were thinking was, I need a three-pound gummy bear in my life. Mm-hmm. I do. I need, I need some sugar right about now. Hey, mm-hmm. listen, we all need to up our numbers. I mean, a three-pound gummy bear is the, the size of a small child. You could probably count that as part of your Sunday school numbers. Oh, yes. Oh, that's, right. that's good. In fact, mm. buy a whole case, and you can get that 10% growth everybody wants us to have, and you get a raise. Oh, yeah. Just with three pound gummy bears. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Allie, thanks for being here. And but most of all, thanks for being an M2P member. Can you were telling me earlier and I want to make sure the world hears it because I kind of am biased. But why do you like M2P member? Oh, we love um, all the emails and scripts. We like um, communicating with our parents online in a quick way. So those have been really helpful. The online parenting classes. Yeah, it's copy and paste, isn't it? Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Nothing better than copy That's and paste. Right. <laughs> One of the things I like also is copy, add whatever you want, or take out whatever you want, and then paste. That's that mm-hmm. way you can put, make it yours. Well, great. Yep. Thank you so much for being a part, and thank you so much for being here today. Uh, we're going to uh, do this game, and what is the personality? I'm we'll going be? to be struggling Spencer. Struggling Spencer, Allie. Struggling Spencer. He's going to muster up his energy and give you a call here in a second. Because I probably need a meeting. And I, (laughs) I think you heard us say he's going to mess with you. He's going to describe something in the call. We're about to tell everybody what that something is, so they can know ahead of time. So if you don't mind, can you please put your phone down for about fifteen seconds? This is the honor system now, Allie. We really, you really have to do it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. 
put the phone down for 15 seconds and then we'll tell everybody. So go ahead and do that now. We're looking for her to say that the octopus was in a baptismal. Yeah, stuffed, oct- stuffed octopus. Stuffed octopus. Or just, yeah. All right. Oh, okay. Allie. There? coming back. Allie's coming back. We're ready, Allie. Anytime. Okay, are y'all ready? Yes, ready. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> we were about to have to start small talking, and I don't want to talk to Adam anymore yeah. today. So it's, been, <laughs> it's not nice. Well, you know, 15 seconds. I didn't know if I was supposed to count fast or slow. Well, exactly. you did perfect, perfect yes. timing. <laughs> Just what we thought. You hey, did. everybody, speaking of timing, let's get going on three, two, one. Hey, uh, Allie, it's me, Spencer. Hi, Spencer, how are you today? Well, let me just say, <laughs> it was a hard day again with the kids. Aww. All four kids I got, they're all under five. <laughs> so sad. It's really hard. <laughs> well, Do you have any pets? Do you have pets? <laughs> all the, 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 the 17 cockatoos. <laughs> it's really, a whole flock. It's really rough. <laughs> Last night, I just couldn't sleep. My kids wouldn't sleep. I put a diaper on backwards. I just really need a meeting with you to really just, I need some encouragement. You do. So, I yeah. bet. But it's hard. It's hard being a parent. It? it is very hard being a yeah. parent. Oh, you, get sure. you get it. <laughs> well, I, I hey, do. I do. You know, you know, one of the reasons it was really hard last night? Why? Thanks for asking. <laughs> was my... Uh, my kids left something there at the church, and it's oh. it's uh, in the in, in a in some sort of place that's uh, they threw it. It's wet, wet and water in that place, and uh, it's this thing that they just they have to have when they sleep, and they it's got uh, uh, it's kind of pink in in the ocean, and it's a stuff. I mean, it's a, it's a stuff thing, but it's. It's got a certain amount of tentacles, and I can't remember. She calls it. She calls it. Uh, she calls it uh, uh, Blinky. You know, uh, and so I, it's missing an eyeball. Uh, but I, I can't. I can't seem to find it, and she just can't sleep without it. Little old Susie Q. <laughs> Poor Susie Q. Poor Susie Q. So it's okay. Rough. So am I needing to go look for this special? Yeah, I really need you to look for it, and then we'll have a meeting to talk about um, how to change diapers again, how to uh, get my kids to sleep better, um, and uh, just how to survive. That's really what the meeting will be for. Can we schedule another meeting? Yeah, we can schedule Ah, this. Good job. Good job. Good job. Way to go. He didn't get you. You didn't even get flustered one bit, Allie. You're obviously a professional. You're ready. Nice. Way yeah. to go. Now, here is the moment of truth. Uh, he was describing a stuffed animal that was left in the baptistry by good oh. old little Susie Q. Water fountain. <laughs> and so, or you said water fountain? I was like, what, what is it in, a water fountain? You oh. gave it away, Jeremy. I was gonna, I, that was part of her. She had to tell oh. us where it was. Oh, dang it. Jeremy helped you. So you have, it's something that it was, was left in the baptismal water. Okay. All right. So my bad. He he was, he was really wants to get that unicorn meat out of here. I, but I don't want to be I want you to have that meat. gummy bear. Okay. So what is that stuffed animal? It's now up to you, Allie. What was it? So it was pink and it has, Tentacles and lives in the ocean. Uh huh. 
from Arkansas has successfully completed the challenge put struggling Steve back into the box it's you're taking care yes. of buddy yes thank you so much Allie you win a three pound gummy bear Woo-hoo! that's yeah. right that's right uh, some people's dogs aren't even three pounds so nope. this is special nope. this is a big deal hey listen thanks for being with us and thanks for being an m2p member genuinely we really yes. appreciate it and um hope you have a great day okay yes thanks all for calling thank you so much adam and jeremy as always it's just fun that's one of my favorite parts of the podcast thank you for listening to m2p we want to thank Allie and Rhonda for joining in today and also thanks to tony bianco this wraps up our series on communication we're done i know kind of sad about it. it was a good one so i'm excited about coming in next month which is i guess it's another good one this is about crisis and in the next four episodes we're going to be talking about how to help parents who are in crisis we're going to cover addiction and death and cancer and divorce i'm like oh this is heavy but it's, but it's encouragement it's encouragement yeah. see our our ministry to parents roadmap we just finished the build a parent ministry plan and we talked about you're the communication piece of your parent ministry plan mm-hmm. now the next step of the roadmap is you encourage parents actual parents with what they're going through mm-hmm. and uh they go through crisis and how can we help them go through crisis and uh, I, we've already been working on this, and I can tell you it's going to be amazing. It's going to be good stuff. Oh, so good. And before we kick off that month, we have a fun episode that's going to come right in the middle, and it's Mr. Ted Cunningham out of Missouri. He, he makes us laugh quite a bit. So we want to thank you for joining in on the M2P podcast. This is the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents, and we'll see you next episode. You've been listening to the M2P Podcast. To download free parent resources, go to ministrytoparents.com.